Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chop Shop Sports. I'm joined after a, a two or three week hiatus, joined virtually with Brian and Riley here discussing the week 14 matchups. It's been a while since we've done a podcast uh, with the holidays and us all traveling a little bit, so it's good to have everybody back on the air. The first thing I want to talk to you guys about is the firing of Matt Patricia from the Lions. So teams this year are 3-0 and in the week post-coaching. Was it a surprise to see the Lions beat the Bears last week after firing Matt Patricia? I'll start with you, Brian. I don't think so. I think uh, when you fire a head coach, you get a little bit of a jolt from the uh, interim head coach when they come in, something new, a new energy to the building. Um, and the Lions have some talent, especially with Matt Stafford at quarterback. So, and, and the Bears started in Mr. Trubisky, so right away you should lose if you start him. So, uh, no, I wasn't too surprised, but uh, they're definitely not a good football team. What about you, Riley? Yeah, I, I totally agree with Brian. The Bears are god-awful, and Mitch Trubisky's even worse. So, uh, I don't think it was a surprise for me. I, I kind of I picked them going in. You know, I watched it. It's like one of the few games I get here in Michigan. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty ugly start to finish, but I, I wasn't surprised that Detroit came out on top. One thing I'll say is I'm kind of proud of us for the keeping the 5-1 and one Bears as low as we kept them all year. I think the highest they ever got was 16th. So I, don't, I think it's, it's great that none of us bought into them and sense that they've lost six straight games. So I think that's a pretty good – I think that was a pretty good judgment on our part. We have them in the 20s, I believe, now. They were the worst 5-1 and one football team of all time. It was The Bears aren't a good football team right now. I, and as bad as their quarterback play has been, you got to question the coach there as well. So it'll be interesting to see if Matt Nagy is looking for a job this offseason. While we're on the topic of coaches... So, obviously, I was watching the Raiders-Jets game with invested interest, and there's only one reason you're doing that. And I was getting really bummed because I had the Raiders to win in just about every facet. I thought that there's no way they'll lose to the Jets. And then they're lining up for a Hail Mary, and I'm stressing out till I see that they have no safety help and an all-out blitz, one-on-one coverage. Do you think the firing of their defensive coordinator should have come sooner? Like if you're Adam Gase, when you hear that play call, do you call timeout and fire him on the spot? What are your thoughts with that play call? I'll start with you, Riley. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's there's no excuse for it um, at all. You know, I think Adam Gase kind of, I think just got to the point where he realized like, man, that was so bad, like, I have to get rid of somebody or it's going to be me next. Um, and so I think that's kind of kind of how he took the approach there. I mean, obviously, probably should have been fired earlier. They've been horrible the entire year. Um, couldn't stop a nosebleed. So, I mean, yes, it could have come earlier, but I understand why uh, he finally made the decision. 
So Adam Gase has been accused of taking over play calling from his offensive coordinator at times throughout the years or throughout the season. He's lied about it. I was listening to an interview where the reporter asked, why did you take the play calling over? He's like, I didn't. And the guy was like, I watched you start calling plays while the offensive coordinator was on the bench, not even looking at the game. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I might have taken over for a couple key third downs. Um, I'm surprised he didn't step on the the D coordinator's toes there and take over that play call. What are your thoughts, Brian? Yeah, you know, I, I don't really know of a lot of instances where two people are splitting up play calling duties throughout a game unless it's some rare occasion. Uh, Adam Gase obviously is full of shit, and he's a terrible coach as well. Um, I just want to know, where's all the scrutiny for the Jets? I, last year, as a Dolphins fan, I had to listen to everyone say that Brian Flores is tanking in a similar situation when they when they drew a cover zero blitz against the Steelers at the end of half, and the Steelers scored. And I had to listen to Ryan Clark and Dominique Foxworth blast the Dolphins for tanking. Where's this? Uh, where's the same energy for the Jets? I mean, that was one of the dumbest play calls I've ever seen in any sport ever. Um, and I'm surprised he didn't get fired sooner when he ruffled feathers, basically t- calling Adam Gase a, a bum earlier in the year. Yeah, you know, I don't think that the Jets are getting heat for that because it's obvious. And that play call is the icing on the cake. There's no need to talk about it. They're debatably the worst team of all time. And I don't think they're even trying to hide that they're tanking. I think when that play call was made, the Jaguars were looking at the time like they were going to win. So I think when they lost, they said, shit, we got to blow this game since the Jaguars ended up losing. We have to lose this game. It's That organization's a mess. And the only reason I can think of that Adam Gase has a job right now is because in the offseason, the ownership is going to do a major overhaul of everybody and getting rid of a lot of pieces. So they can say, hey, Trevor, look, we're trying to get better. That's the only reason Adam Gase has a job right now. He will be the, you know, Monday after their last game, I imagine he'll get fired. It is pitiful that he has a head coaching job. And Well, and jumping off what we just talked about, they don't fire him because just like we talked about, you get a little new energy in the building, you might, you might rile up the players to get a W. With Adam Gase, they're guaranteed to lose out. Yes, and I saw something today, an article about Adam Gase was surprised to hear criticism from Jamal Adams. Like, are you kidding, man? Like, everybody's criticizing you. Why wouldn't Jamal Adams, who's one of the best defensive defensive backs in the league, coming at you for basically wasting a couple years of his career playing for you? I don't know why that's a surprise. I... I still think the Jets' chance to win is upsetting the Browns in Week 16 because that would just be fitting for both (laughs) franchises. But that organization is debatably the worst in football. And I pointed out, I was watching the Cowboys game with my dad, and at the end of the first half, Andy Dalton's throwing a similar Hail Mary to the end zone with one second left. The Ravens ran one defensive lineman, and everybody else was in the end zone. That's at the end of the first half, let alone the game. There's no excuse for that play calling. I, I, I don't even want to take up more time well, talking about the Jets unless you have a well, final Paul, thought. Well, yeah, Paul. So do you think that, like, I know Brian made the point about the Dolphins catching a lot of heat last year. Do you think people just understand how pathetic the Jets are this year and they're just kind of leaving it alone because 
it like it wouldn't be a shock even if they tried to win all 16 and ended up losing them i think like i think you i think you could see with the dolphins like they should have won more games than they did clearly by the record this year the dolphins could have won more games last year yeah with this jets roster you're they maybe would have had one win this year so I, I think that's also a good point. They're bad and they're tanking, so it's hard to differentiate between the two. But that play call was obvious tanking, going one-on-one with one of the top rookie receivers in the game. Not not even just one of the best rookie receivers, just the fastest, fastest. dude yeah. in the class. Like... The 4 yeah. yeah, anybody could have made that throw um, at the end of the game there. One last thing let's talk about before we hop into our picks for the week. Probably, you know how this goes. Usually we'll find another tangent. But the quarterback controversy in Philadelphia did a post the other day about Carson Wentz taking all the heat and props to him. He hasn't pointed a single finger for the last three years. Well, he's so bad. I agree that his talent isn't what he's it was. He's a redheaded Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> He is not that bad. He gets a pass he, because he's the small town boy from North Dakota. He is pretty terrible. Were you guys surprised to see though the the stats we highlighted? The fact that he's been sacked fifty times, which well, is he holds the ball. Like, I don't. I, I've watched. You know, I've watched some of their games. I I don't. I don't throw think the ball so. away. Listen, he gets a pass because he looked good in his first year and a half, and we saw that same team win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. It wasn't Carson Wentz. So now we see without a great team around him, he's terrible. Let's not say he's getting a pass because I don't think that there is a quarterback in the league getting more heat than he is right now, rivaled only by Trubisky. But I think it's a unanimous decision that other than other than yours truly, everybody else has given up on Trubisky and they know that they're moving away from him. But well, well, Paul, like I don't think as many people are making the argument for him being like released or traded as people for like they were last year for Jameis Winston. I feel like it was just kind of known that he wouldn't come back like because he led the league in inter- interceptions. You look at Wentz doing the same thing. I know that it's not going to be the perfect 30 for 30 like Winston was, but like the guy I think is getting a pass if you really look at it. Well, the reason you're not ta- there's more talk about it is because he's got that massive contract. Oh, it's huge, but it, he's, it hasn't even started yet. He doesn't have a single receiver to throw to. Mm. And his best tight end hasn't he's played once since week six. The receiving core is terrible. I mean, Miles Sanders having an okay year. They are 29th in the league in yards after catch. And that's one of the things they talked about why some of these teams are so good. You look at Drew Brees, check down Chuck, he gives it to Kamara. Kamara has 80 receiving yards and 75 of them are yak yards. He just doesn't have anybody well, to do that to. Well, I mean, Kamara, Kamara is a unique case, but I mean, have you watched Carson Wentz try to throw the ball like past, past 10 yards? He, he's just as bad as Drew Brees <laughs> and he can't check it down either. Like there's, I don't, I don't know the guy he's, I'd put him almost at the Wayne Haskins right now for me. We will see this week against the saints when Jalen hurts, gets absolutely destroyed in the Saints win by double digits playing with a tight end at quarterback. We'll see the rest of the season when they lose out that it's not the quarterback play. 
Well, uh, I don't know. He may not the be is, the problem, but he certainly isn't the solution. I agree. I think Jalen Hurts gives you a better chance to win just the simple fact that he has some mobility. Mobility. And Carson Wentz is a statue. I wish we could see. I wish we could see like Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz, and Mitch Trubisky battle it out for the worst quarterback in the league. Oh God! <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Last topic. Like I said, we'd get sidetracked. And it'll probably come up later when we talk about the games. The NFC least having two teams that could potentially make the playoffs. Yes, sir. Is bizarre. (laughs) The fact that Washington and the Giants are both in a position with wins this week to be right in the thick of the wild card hunt, let alone their division. Do you think, and we'll talk about this more specifically when we talk about the games this week. Do you think that has any possibility of happening? No, no. I don't think the I don't think the Washington football team squeaks in. I would like to point out, though, everybody said, "Damn, Riley, you're pretty dumb for picking the Giants to be like, <laughs> your surprise team." And you know what? I looked pretty stupid the first six weeks, first eight when they were one and seven. But yeah, they played better though. They have played better. It's absurd watching the talking heads on TV. Talk about how it's a lock that the Giants are going to beat the Cardinals, and the Red, uh, the Washington Football Team is going to beat the 49ers. It's like a 180 on the Kyler Murray train. He's played bad a couple weeks ago, so they threw him out like yesterday's toy. What, what's with the media dumping your boy, Brian? Well, the media's stupid. Obviously, they keep giving Carson Wentz a pass. And I listened to someone say that Mitch Trubisky should start over Nick Foles. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, the Giants, it's going to be either the Giants or the Washington football team. One of them is going to win that division. And there's just too many other teams like the Vikings, the Bucks, the really just anyone, the, the entire NFC West. Uh, so there's not going to be enough room for another NFC lease team to make it. But uh, I'm really impressed with what the Giants have done. Joe Judge has done a great job. I think the Giants are this year's Dolphins from last year. So I'm not going to disagree with you. I think the Dolphins or the Giants are going to be very good next year when they get Daniel Jones and Saquon back. But let's pump the brakes. We've been saying that six wins will probably get you in for this division. And we'll look at the rest of the road. Washington plays the 49ers this week. That's no easy win, albeit in a neutral site. Then they play the Seahawks. Again, not an easy win, although the Giants did just upset the Seahawks. Another team that is impossible to figure out. Then they play the Panthers, not an easy win. And then they close it out with the Eagles. So I think they get to that sixth win there. But the Giants' schedule is very difficult. You go Cardinals this week, Browns, Ravens, then close with the Cowboys. And if you look at the Cowboys, and no. uh, here's all I'm going to say. They get the Bengals this week, very winnable They'll game. probably lose. They'll probably lose. They, they probably will, but they could win this week. That gets them to four. They play the Eagles next week. That could get them to five. I'm sorry, the 49ers, I'm sorry. And then the Eagles, that gets them to five. Then you got a week 17 matchup against the Giants that could decide the division. Not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that I still think six wins wins this division, and you'll see one NFC least team in the playoffs. Let's move to our picks for the week. We'll open with the Cowboys and Bengals since we're talking about them. Start with you, Riley. What are your thoughts? 
Uh, you know, Andy Dalton, uh, pretty impressed with him, you know, coming back from a concussion to a really bad team. Um, and you know, you got Cincinnati who's hurting now without Joe Burrow. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Dallas in this one. Pretty close though. Brian. I'm going to take the Bengals just cause I think the Cowboys are terrible. I don't have really a good reason for it. So Riley, I'll build on your take. The Cowboys' biggest problem, besides their pathetic defense, is the fact that their offensive line can't stay healthy. The reason they've been good for the past decade, whatever good has been for them, has been because they've had five all-pro offensive linemen. And if you watch the Thanksgiving game, they were, they were doing well until their two offensive linemen went down, and then it went straight downhill. When you have one of the top running backs in the league with no offensive line, we see what, we see what we get. You know, it's it's building the point that offensive line really can win you games, and the Cowboys is the perfect example of that. Everybody's saying, why isn't Zeke getting more touches? Well, he's getting cream behind the line of scrimmage because there's no protection. With that being said, they have enough to beat the Bengals, and they'll move to four and nine. Moving on, Texans and Bears. The Texans have played very well since they fired Bill O'Brien. The Bears have been pathetic all year. I think we're going to be unanimous with this decision, but I'll start with you, Riley. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Texans. Uh, I can never bet on the Bears. Uh, I do get to watch this one with my in-laws, though, so that'll be interesting. So you'll be sporting a Deshaun Watson jersey, I'm sure? Yeah, hypothetically. Brian, what about you? Uh, the Texans should win, but I'm not going to pick them because I won't pick them all year. I want that early number one pick, so I'm going to take the Bears. In a game between two garbage teams, you take the better quarterback. That is clearly Deshaun Watson. He's got a chip on his shoulder. They drafted Trubisky over him. He's going to run this team by at least 10. Chiefs, Dolphins, Brian, we know where you stand, I think. But who are you going to take? It's the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs are the best team in football, I think, in my opinion. Um, I think the Dolphins will have a good game. I think if there's any team in the NFL that could give – that vertical passing game, any problems? It's the Dolphins with Xavier Howard is having one of the best years uh, as far as defensive player of the year goes. Byron Jones. I mean, the Dolphins have some good players. I think it'll be close. I don't think the Chiefs will cover, but I think they'll squeak it out with a four-point win. You hit it on the money, Brian. I don't. I, it'll be close for the Chiefs covering. Love the Dolphins this week in a teaser. Get them up to thirteen or fourteen points. I think that's a lock. This game will be close throughout. I'm glad that you came to your senses and picked the Chiefs because that would have been the homer pick of the year. Riley, any disagreement to the Chiefs winning this one? Uh, No, not at all. The Chiefs right now are looking unstoppable. Uh, Chances are they march right to the Super Bowl. Cardinals, Giants, I'll open this one. Kyler Murray's got something to prove. They're playing a bad 5-7 and Giants. Colt McCoy, I believe, is still starting for the Giants. I'm going to take the Cardinals to win this one. Giants playing good football. What are your guys' thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to rock with the Giants. You know, I picked them earlier in the year. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pulling for them this week. So, I'm going to stick with them. What about you, Brian? Well, it, just like Riley, but on the other side, I picked the Cardinals as my sleeper team. I'm going to ride with my boy Kyler. They, he's got to bounce back. They got to win this week to keep up in the NFC West. Um, it's a big one for them, so they have to win. I think they'll pull it out by a touchdown. 
Moving on to the next one, another interesting potential teaser line. You know, you could cheese, tease the Chiefs from seven to one, seven to straight. You could do the same this week with the Buccaneers, Vikings. You could also do the Vikings, the same thing you would do with the Dolphins, which is probably something Riley would be interested in because there's no way he takes them to beat the Bucs. But prove me wrong, Riley. Are you kidding me? Definitely taking the Vikings. <laughs> Dude, we've been, hey, we've been playing good football. What about you know? I mean, tar- what? Uh, continue. Yeah, I mean, hey, we've been playing great football. You know, we were able to battle through a little bit of adversity against the Jags last week and and come out on top. You know, Dan Bailey tried losing it for us, but it is what it is. Uh, Bucks lost three of four before their bye week, I think. Yep. Um, and you know they they've been struggling and we're battling for that last playoff spot. So I like us this week. What about you, Brian? I'm gonna have to disagree. I got to go with. The- with the Bucks, same with the Cardinals. It's a big week for them. They have to win to keep up in the NFC Wild Card race. Um, I'm looking for Brady to play a little bit better than he has the past couple weeks. Uh, I think Dalvin Cook's going to have a big game, but in the end, I'm going to have the Bucks squeaking it out. I'm with you there, Brian. It'd be inter- I wish I had the stat on me. Something tells me Tom Brady is like 18 and two after the bye week. I, I don't see him losing after a bye. Some much needed rest and extra reps, taking the Bucks to win this one, but I, it's going to be hard for me to take them six and a half. So that that makes it interesting taking the Bucks to win that one. The battle of two teams that are garbage but win or compete against really good teams, Broncos and Panthers. Drew Locke has played well. They took Kansas City to the brink last week. Teddy Bridgewater has. Showing flashes of what he was pre-injury and what he did last year with the Saints. I'm going to take the Panthers in this one. I I think they're the better football team. Rumor is Christian McCaffrey's back. That's a that's a game plan nightmare. What are your guys' thoughts? We'll start with you, Brian. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Panthers. I've cooled big time on Drew Locke over the past couple weeks. Um and I, I just trust Teddy Bridgewater over Drew Locke. That's really what it comes down to. So I'll take Carolina. Riley? Yeah, I'm right there with Brian. Uh, Drew Locke struggled a little bit in crunch time. Um, so c- can't really ignore that one. I did see uh, a report that um, Christian McCaffrey was actually not going to play this week. Ooh. So we'll have to see how that shakes out. But if he does play, I really like the Panthers. But if he doesn't play, I still like the Panthers. There's no reason uh, for him to play this week other than for fantasy teams that are still in the playoffs. <laughs> I, I don't see why you rush him back. Save a few games on his body. Let him get back healthy next year. I, I'll close it with the same thing I said about the Texans and Bears. Go with the quarterback you trust more. That's Teddy Bridgewater. I like the Panthers in this one. Titans and Jags, I mean, I don't know if there's much to discuss. The Titans looked like they were going to get blown out last week, ended up cutting it close. Um, Any upset pick here? No upset pick going Titans across the board? Yeah. Yeah, I don't trust Ryan Tannehill, but I trust Derrick Henry. All right, we'll keep it moving. Colts, Raiders. This is probably one of the best games on the slate this week, if not the best. Who are you guys taking in this one? 
Well, I think it's a it's a battle of two teams that are really up and down. So, um, I mean, I'd like to see uh, Las Vegas pull this one out, but they looked really shaky against the Jets. Uh, I think you got to rock with the Colts defense in this one. Brian? I mean, at this rate, the only team I'd pick the Raiders over is Kansas City because um, they just got blown out by Atlanta like two weeks ago. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Indianapolis. I trust their defense to get it done. Yeah, the, I I'm gonna fade you guys. I'm gonna take the Raiders this week. They've played two pathetic weeks of football in a row. John Gruden's not gonna let that happen a third time. The Raiders need a win to stay competitive in this wild card race. I think that they do enough to get past the Colts this week. Jets, Seahawks, any upset picks this week? Jets on their way to 0 oh, 16. Any upset picks? No upset. No. Okay, good. But I will say that we, we need to see something out of Russell Wilson this week. Was pathetic against the Giants last week. They really, they've struggled the last couple weeks. If they're going to do any damage in the postseason, he needs to be an MVP caliber player. We haven't seen that out of him. Maybe we'll see that out of the against the Jets this week. I'll, I'll obviously take the Seahawks. My Saints are playing Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Taysom Hill against should be starting. I know Breeze is going to be activated or should be activated. But to me, this is a lot like the situation last year with Teddy Bridgewater. When he was 5-0, and there's no need to rush Drew Brees back, especially if they're going to keep playing these garbage teams. And Taysom Hill is being competitive, uh, is playing well. Not just competitive, but playing very well. What are you guys' thoughts on this one? Well, this will be my uh, this will be my pick to check Paul's ego on the Saints. I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Eagles and Jalen Hurts to shock the world. Uh, I am not going to do that. <laughs> uh, I love betting against <laughs> I love betting against the Saints as much as the next guy, but um, they're they're a good football team, man. They're pretty deep, especially when they're healthy. And I don't think it really matters if Drew Brees is back there or not. Um, I'm going to take the Saints. Yeah, you could really argue that they are just as good, not better, with Taysom Hill. Just the dual threat aspect that he brings. I, as a Saints fan, I I don't want that type of football long term, but it's working in the short term. I think it's possible we see Breeze back next week against the Chiefs. But again, with their position in the NFC, they might not have to bring them back. I believe the Saints are in first by. A game. Their second place is the Packers at nine and three. So as long as they keep that keep that lead, there's no need to rush Breeze back. Although the Packers have the tie break, so it'll be interesting to see what the Saints do with managing Drew Breeze, especially with those injuries. Speaking of the Packers, they get the Lions this week. Can the Lions make it two and zero without Matt Patricia? I'll start with you, Riley. Um. I don't. I don't think so. Uh, that defense is pretty piss poor, and Aaron Rodgers has been has been playing a pretty high level of football. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Green Bay. Brian, I agree. I, I think Aaron Rodgers looks like the MVP this year, and the Lions are starting a good football team. I'm gonna take Green Bay by two touchdowns. I agree. This is a spot though where I could see the Lions up pulling off the upset. I'm not gonna take them, but. You could see a potential upset. Aaron Rodgers in these type of games could go either way. 
throw for four touchdowns, 400 yards, or lay an egg. I think trying to keep pace with the Saints, they need a win. I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers to pull this one out against the Lions, but I think it will be closer than we think. Falcons Chargers. What is wrong with the Chargers? They are the only um, – they're one of two teams that are top ten in offense and defense. So of rankings, and they're pathetic. They can't win the game. Can they change that against the Falcons this week? I'll start with you, Riley. Um, I think if there is a team to turn it around against uh, on their schedule, I think it is Atlanta. I mean, you got to think there's got to be some growing pains there with Justin Herbert. As, I mean, like, as crazy numbers as he's put up. But I, I do see them uh, kind of seeing a little bit of a light here. Uh, this week and beat the Falcons. Brian? I actually think this is one of the more exciting games because it's a game between two teams that can't hold the lead. So uh, <laughs> the winner is whoever doesn't blow the lead last, and that'll probably be the Chargers. So I'm going to take the Falcons. I, I'm going to go out. This My hot take is going to be the Falcons are done blowing leads with the with the firing of the coach. We'll see Matty Ice in action. I think they're going to win this one. They'll be a one-score game because all but two of the Chargers games have been one-score games this year. Um, I'm going to take the Falcons to win this one. Quick sidebar before we move on. Offensive Rookie of the Year, are you guys taking Justin Herbert or Justin Jefferson? Justin Jefferson. Interesting. Well, you know I got you know to take Justin Jefferson. I, I actually would agree with you, especially if the Vikings – find themselves in the playoffs. I think he needs to be the the rookie of the year, but Herbert's going to get the sympathy vote, having a bunch of great stats and no wins on a bad team, bad coach team. I know that's a really that's but a really talented offense he's on. I'm not discrediting him, but that's a really talented offense. And that performance he had last week was one of the worst of any quarterback in the NFL this year. Agreed. I think is it who's who's the coach? What's his name? Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn. I was going to say Norm Turner, but that was two coaches ago. Anthony Lynn and Adam Gase will be buddies this offseason looking for a job. Um, he'll, Anthony Lynn will probably be the second coach fired this offseason. Washington football team. Well, Washington football oh, team versus oh, – do you got something, Riley? Yeah, my, my bad, Paul. I was going to say, I think Justin Jefferson might win it. I think just because he's such a polarizing figure as opposed to Herbert. Yep. You know, he he gets in the end zone, he busts out his dance, and I know I know the sympathy votes there, but I don't know. I, I'd like to see a wider receiver. So Jefferson is, I think, plus four fifty. Uh, while I was watching Daily Wager to uh, Justin Herbert's minus four fifty. So it was just an interesting debate. The guys on Daily Wager said it's a good good value pick. I agree. Um, we'll move forward. The football team playing the Forty ers in Arizona. What are your guys' thoughts on this one? Uh, I'm going to take San Francisco in this one, actually. Um, I just – I really uh, – I don't know. I, I think Mullen's going to have a good game, actually. I, I saw a stat last week. Um, I don't know. He'd thrown, I think, in like his first however many starts. There was only Patrick Mahomes and one other guy that's thrown for more yards than him, which I thought was shocking because, I mean – I, I feel like to us, he's pretty much just a game manager. Yep. I mean, if I'm wrong, but yeah, I don't, I, I see him having a good week this week. Uh, you'd like to see, unfortunately, I don't think George Kittle is coming back. Is he this week? Don't think so. 
I know you'd, you'd like to see him out there, but I just I don't have faith in the in the Washington football team to have two good weeks in a row. So, Brian, yeah, I think this is actually a pretty important game uh, when you get down to the end of the season for that final wild card spot in the NFC. Uh, I actually kind of like Washington. I really like the way uh, Alex Smith's been playing lately. Uh, I think they'll squeak it out, but but it's it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I think yeah. this could easily be the game of the week. You got two teams fighting for potentially the last wild card spot. Obviously, Washington still fighting for the division title. Both teams have a lot to play for this week. Chase Young has been a problem defensively. And Alex Smith has looked good. That being said, I still have the Cowboys winning the division in one of my long shot bets. So I'm going to take the 49ers because I need the Cowboys to squeak in with six wins. Paul, can we can we talk about Alex Smith last week with that with that bloody leg? His one good leg. No, I didn't. That was so I was flying. Oh, I was, was like flying last week. Ass. I missed pretty much the whole oh, game. I was bummed. Wow. Well, Paul, yeah, Kurt Schilling. Oh. It, yeah, but anyways, like this man just kind of he. It was impressive. I don't know. He, he's definitely the comeback player of the year. He's got to be the toughest player. In the I NFL saw something right that said the NFL should change the award, the award to the Alex Smith comeback player of the year award. And I haven't seen something that NFL fans should agree on more than that statement. You you love to see him back and playing at a high level. He was always a good quarterback, so it's good to see. You know, this is almost like the the revive of Derrick Rose. You know, he's he's not going to be the elite quarterback he once was. But he's playing. He's he's a top twenty five quarterback, which you know that's not saying much. He might be higher. Um, good to see him playing good and leading the Washington football team into a potential playoffs. And it's really cool because the whole narrative around his career has changed from being you know the afterthought to Aaron Rodgers, right? When the Forty Nine ers chose him over Rodgers, to now he's kind of the feel good story. Everyone loves Alex Smith. This is what we're going to remember him for, really. It's honestly a good thing for his career because he would have been known as a underachiever until the injury. So it's good that the narrative has changed around him. Love to get a post on him before the season ends. Late night primetime television. Again, this uh, I've said it a couple times, another could be game of the week. A chance for the Steelers to prove that they are a good 11-1 football team. A lot of hate coming in that we dropped the Steelers too low after after they lost the football team. But I think we were all very low on the Steelers the whole season. Um, similarly to the, the Bears, except the Steelers have one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in football, in a subpar offense. Who do you guys like in this one? Start with you, Brian. Uh, oh, go ahead, Riley. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Um but like you talked about, I've been pretty consistent that even though they were seven and zero, eight and zero, nine and zero, ten and zero, all the way up to now, I don't think I never thought they were one of the two or three best teams. I like the Chiefs more than them. I like the um, the Saints more than them, and I still like the Packers more than them because of Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I, I've been pretty consistent on that. But uh, I do think they'll win this week. Riley. Uh. You know, my brain says take the eleven and one team here, um, but I really, really do not like the Steelers. Um, I've been pretty low on them all season, probably lower than either of you. But yeah, um, Josh Allen, I think is going to go in and get it done. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills in this one. Josh Allen has been playing fantastic the last couple weeks. 
top three quarterback over the last few few games. I think this is going to be a statement game for him as well. You know, he's been stymied in the past against good defenses. So I think this is a really important game for the Bills more so than it is for the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers are going to go to the playoffs. They'll probably win one playoff game um, against one of the wild card teams. I, I like the Bills this week, but I'm going to take the Steelers. I think that defense is going to be too much for Josh Allen. I think they're going to be able to answer him. And Mike Tomlin coming off a loss is usually pretty good. I'm going to take the coaching this week versus the quarterback. Against two good teams with two solid quarterbacks, I'll take the coach, and that's Mike Tomlin. Last game, who would have thought these would have been the records? Probably, we probably would have thought these would have been the two records, but reversed. Nine, uh, sorry, the nine and three Browns versus the seven and five Ravens. After playing competitively against the Steelers without Lamar, albeit McSorley plays the whole game, they beat them versus. The Red Hot Browns and the Baker Mayfield uh, led led team here. Who do you guys like? I'll start with you, Riley. Uh, I like the Browns in this one. I think uh, Baker's been slept on a little bit this year. Uh, they've played in some horrible weather. Yep. And I, I don't think we take that into account enough, um, how bad it's been for them this year. So their passing numbers have been way down. But, I mean, you look at what he did last week. Uh, definitely very, very solid. Um. And I just – I don't know. I'm really low on Lamar or whoever they're going to put in a quarterback uh, at any point in this game. So, I'm going to ride with uh, ride with the, the Browns on this one. What about you, Brian? You know, I was really high on the Browns last year. I was really high on them coming into this year. And early this year, they disappointed. I'm a little scarred right now when I'm riding with the Browns. I'm going to lean Ravens here. Uh, I need to see a little bit more consistency before I get on the Baker Mayfield bandwagon again. Um, I think – uh, last week was weird because, I mean, that was one of the more dominant halves I've ever seen of football. Um, I don't think we're yep. going to see that again. Uh, I, I just – I like Baltimore. I like Baltimore's coaching a little bit more. And I think you're going to see Lamar Jackson, if he is in there, to get back on track a little bit. I'll take, I'm going to take Baltimore by a touchdown. I'm going to take the Browns, and here's why. One, the Ravens played well against the Steelers, who we all – agree doesn't have the best offense two if Greg Zerline can hit one field goal that game against the Cowboys is a lot closer um he missed three so that makes nine points you add that back in and the the Cowboys are in the game late um my concern with the Browns like you said Brian it's once everybody starts riding with the Browns they fall off a cliff and then they build themselves. They everybody doubts them. They climb back up to the cliff, then jump off again. This is a statement game for their franchise. A statement game for Baker Mayfield, and it's a good thing they have debatably the best backfield in football. Obviously, Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook are probably the two best running backs in the league. But the best backfield has to be Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. I think that's a, I think that's going to be a problem for the Ravens, who have no run game. To speak of other than Lamar, I'm going to take the Browns, but it'll be a good game, and thank God it's a Monday night, not a 1 o'clock Sunday game. So it's going to be my pick for the week. Closes us down for the week. It's great to get back and chop it up again, guys. Do you have any closing thoughts, anything you want to say before we sign off? Give you the floor, Riley. 
Uh, no, just uh, go Vikes and can't wait to see the Giants in the playoffs. Brian? Uh, I'm really excited to see how the Dolphins try and cover the Chiefs' many weapons. There. I'll, I'll say I'll close out Taysom Hill. It's been surprising. I was worried when he took over. I I didn't have faith in Sean Payton. Sean Payton proving why he is a top three coach in the National Football League. Look for them to get to 11-2 and two against the Eagles. And I will give you a call at 745, Brian, when that happens and they blow out the <laughs> Eagles. Thanks, guys, for uh, joining me today. Thanks to our listeners. Make sure you follow us at Chop Shop Sports on Instagram and check out our website, chopshopsportsnetwork.com. Guys, hopefully we won't take as long a hiatus this time, and I look forward to talking next week for Week 15. Um, In the meantime, stay safe and uh, enjoy another week of football. 